0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Synergen Leadership Podcast. My name is Julian Carl, CEO of Synergen Group and today is a little bit of a special uh, content episode that we've put together for you. Some of you may know that uh, earlier this year uh, my first book, Give Back, Lead Forward, was, was published through Major Street Publishing and really the The premise of the book is this idea that every leader should be a mentor and every leader should have a mentor. And so what I decided to do as as part of this content episode is just uh, give you some insights into the book by uh, reading chapter one. So it's probably a slightly shorter podcast, roughly around 20 minutes or so. So have a, have a listen. And if you like uh, what you hear, you know, the book is available via our website, Dimix, uh, Booktopia, wherever you want to get it from. And would love to hear what you think. In this one in particular, feel free to shoot me through an email, julian at synergengroup.com And uh, happy listening. Welcome to the Synergen Leadership Podcast with Julian Carl. Julian speaks with leaders from around Australia to bring you their leadership story and share their insights about being a leader. To further help you build your leadership capability, Julian shares his own insights about leadership and the tools and techniques he uses as a leader. Chapter 1. Why Mentor? I have sought out mentors to advise and guide me ever since my professional leadership journey began when I was 26 years old. Over the same time, I've mentored others as a way of paying it forward. Today, as chief executive of a thriving leadership training firm, i put a great deal of my success down to the mentoring that I have received and the experiences I gained from being a mentor myself. It seems I'm not the only one who appreciates the value of mentoring either. More and more in my business, I have clients requesting that we include a mentoring component in the leadership programs we build for them. Every mentor and every mentee will have their own reasons for taking part in a mentoring arrangement. However, let me start this first chapter by sharing with you the excellent reasons I've found to mentor others. You're supporting a future leader. One of the mentees I've been most proud of is my current mentee, Alison, who I mentioned in the preface. Recently, Alison applied for promotion at her workplace and was unsuccessful. For many, this would have been devastating, and I knew from our mentoring conversations that Alison really wanted that new position. However, instead of feeling defeated, she went back to the selection panel and asked for feedback. She organised a meeting and put together a comprehensive list of questions and discussion points, only to receive rather unsatisfactory feedback. The panel couldn't really pinpoint why she'd been unsuccessful. We discussed if it this at length, and Allison came to the conclusion that maybe her current employer was not where she actually needed to be. A couple of weeks later, an opportunity came up at a competitor company, one of the biggest in the country, and she decided to apply for the role. She got it. And with the new job came a better salary package, better career opportunities, and a greater recognition of the skills she brought to the organisation. I was very proud of my mentee. Seeing a leader develop their skills and knowledge firsthand and knowing you played a part in this can be incredibly satisfying. It's highly likely that during your own journey as a leader, other leaders have supported you. Mentoring is a chance to give back, not just to your specific mentees, but also to the broader leadership community. This contribution will be recognized within your networks and will in turn strengthen your relationships with fellow business, community and organizational leaders. Relationship building is key to any leader's success, point we'll come back to throughout this book. Within your own organization too, mentoring plays an important role. As a leader, especially if you're in a senior leadership position, you should have a comprehensive succession plan in place. Mentoring someone within your own team or business can help make your eventual exit seamless, leaving the company with a next generation leader ready to take up the reins. Your business's risk is reduced by having another capable leader ready who is familiar with its specific challenges. During the mentoring process, you can set goals and outcomes that give the mentee a clear path to follow. You can also address any deficits you believe the mentee needs to overcome and put a development plan in place for them against which their progress is tracked. You develop your communication and coaching skills. A common and serious flaw people report in their leaders is the inability to effectively communicate. Becoming a mentor gives the opportunity to develop your communication skills, practice honest and open dialogue and improve how you read and respond to nonverbal signals. Your improved skills will allow you as a leader to communicate more effectively with your team in your workforce, making it easier to influence your team who will in turn perform better and a high performing team will increase your profits. You build networks and become part of the mentoring community. Relationships are a key to your success in business and in life. You just have to look at inspiring leaders and you can see how well connected they are. They're always connecting, building and maintaining strong relationships. In any mentoring program, the mentor has a responsibility to learn as much as they can about the mentee. Strong relationship building skills are a significant aspect of being an effective mentor. A relationship cannot exist where one party is not committed to the relationship. Many people seek out mentoring opportunities with a specific aim of widening their network and both the mentor and the mentee benefit from this. The mentor can share the strong networks that they have built up over their leadership career with their mentee and in turn they benefit from the mentee's professional network. This adds value for both parties. Author and world-renowned leadership teacher Simon Sinek claims that The true value of networking doesn't come from how many people we can meet, but rather how many people we can introduce to others. In other words, networking has a compounding effect and mentoring can accelerate this compounding. It's staggering to me that many leaders fail to recognise the impact they can have on those around them. The best leaders support the up-and-coming leaders who are looking to them for guidance and support. They build strong support networks around these future leaders and encourage them to undertake a pathway of continuous learning. This level of support for the mentee builds a very solid foundation of trust and respect and dramatically increases the likelihood of the mentee achieving their goals. Also, when you start mentoring and connecting with other mentors and leaders, you become part of the mentoring community and can share stories and offer and seek out advice. I remember a story one of my participants told me during a training program about an occasion when one of his team members requested a meeting to discuss some personal issues he was having which were impacting his performance. When it came time to have the meeting, the employee brought his wife along and they proceeded to discuss their marital issues with him. Challenging indeed. I went straight to my support network of other mentors to find out if if this had ever happened to any of them and how they would responded to it. No one in my network had ever experienced anything like it, but they all agreed it would have been a very challenging situation. Your network is a powerful resource. It allows you to share information and insights and provide active support to others. You gain insights into other industries and learn new tools and skills. There can be incredible learning opportunities when you mentor someone from outside your own industry. The challenges can be similar across industries, but there's always an element of difference. By mentoring someone who works in a different industry, you'll begin to pick up the small intricacies of that sector. Some time ago, I was mentoring Sam, who was working in the tech space, an area I knew very little about. My background is in the industrial and education sectors, and all contact I've had with technology has been as a user. I met Sam when a previous employer enrolled her in one of my training programs. After the course and looking for a greater opportunity, Sam moved on to a role as an operations manager in a technology company. At this point, we had a conversation, we embarked on a leadership journey. Through mentoring her, I realized just how much effort goes into managing a technology company. I also gained insights into how software firms go about releasing updates and the challenges involved with that, knowledge I would never have gained had I not been a mentor to Sam. This exposure that mentoring gives you to different industries can also provide inspiration and innovation, which you can bring back to your own business and use to improve the way you go about your leadership role. A word you'll read often throughout this book is opportunities because mentoring will bring you many and varied opportunities. In a lot of cases, these opportunities will come from different industries. I always encourage mentors and other leaders to keep their eyes open to the opportunities that arise. I don't recommend that you pursue every opportunity, but be curious and find out how useful each one may be. One common weakness of leaders is that very often they have not networked outside of their industry and so can only look to that sector for support. Mentoring someone in a different industry puts you in a position to build relationships with leaders from that industry. Doing that also allows you to provide a greater level of support to your mentee as you'll have a better understanding of the challenges that specifically relate to their industry. On a more micro level, your mentee will introduce you to business tools and models specific to their industry that you might not have learned about otherwise. Your strength as a leader can often be traced back to the approach you take or the specific tools that you use Becoming proficient in new business tools and models allows you to foster a culture of innovation within your own team and may help you to reach your goals more easily and build a high-performance team. Also, the more I work with leaders in the consulting and training space, the more I'm convinced that good leadership comes from execution, not from knowledge. It's one thing to intellectually know about a tool, but it's another thing entirely to have the ability to effectively implement said tool you're encouraged to practice solutions-based thinking. All leaders need to be able to understand business challenges. This allows them to make solid business decisions and achieve the results they're looking for. Leaders need the ability to see through a challenge and identify its underlying cause, what's really the problem. In many cases, people overlook the cause and try to treat the symptom, which won't lead to sustainable success. Together with your mentee, you can delve deeper into understanding their business challenges in an attempt to address the cause. You need to encourage your mentee, a next-generation leader, to recognise the challenges, create solutions and effectively implement them. While it's important to understand the cause of a problem, you shouldn't focus on this entirely. An aspiring leader seeks a mentor in order to learn from their experience and insights. But as a mentor, as we explore later in the book, it's not up to you to solve your mentee's problems. So it's important that you don't go immediately into solve mode because that will rob your mentee of the learning experience associated with the challenge they're facing. Provide support and ideas but not the answer. I recommend that you teach your mentee solutions-based thinking and allow them to come up with answers for themselves. The idea of solutions-based thinking is to get a solid understanding of the problem and then spend more time focusing on the solution. My experience has been that many organizations people continue to rehash the problem and never get to the solution. One of the best pieces of advice one of my mentors gave me was to spend 90% of the time working on the solution and 10% of the time working on the problem. Mentorship fosters solutions-based thinking because as the mentor, you're encouraging your mentee to look for solutions to their challenges. At the same time, you're stimulating your own brain to look for solutions. Mentoring brings business opportunities. Already, we're back on opportunities. Opportunities will arise often as part of your mentoring relationship. It may be that your mentee brings opportunities to you, or you may simply spot the opportunities as a result of the relationship. They can come in many shapes and sizes, including sales opportunities, recruitment opportunities, and change opportunities. Good leaders stay focused on identifying opportunities wherever they come from. Great leaders know when to let an opportunity go. As former UK Prime Minister Tony Blair said, the art of leadership is saying no, not saying yes. It's very easy to say yes. Not all opportunities should be pursued. It's very easy to get excited by new things and lose focus on what's making your team or business successful. If an opportunity arises for your mentee, of course, your role as a mentor is to support the mentee while they evaluate it. Some time ago, one of my mentees was working for an employer but was not happy in the role. Although she tried to make it work, ultimately wasn't the right fit. When a new opportunity came along, I supported her during her decision-making process in any way that I could, but she had to make her own decision. She decided to pursue it, and the opportunities turned out to be a great win. Her career is going from strength to strength. She acknowledges that mentoring helped her make what, with hindsight, turned out to be the right choice. Mentoring increases your credibility as a leader. How credible are you as a leader? When you're faced with challenges, how do you conduct yourself? These are questions that many leaders don't ask themselves. If you're going to be a mentor, however, it might be worth reflecting on the answers to these questions. Being a mentor can actually increase your credibility as a leader as it demonstrates that you have the ability to develop others. Making a significant contribution to the development of another leader can have a profound impact on how others perceive you as a leader and how you view your own leadership credibility. Establishing your ability to mentor may in fact be desirable to specific employees or specific recruiters. The ability to develop staff through formal mentoring programs is not necessarily a common skill that all leaders have. It may be a distinct competitive advantage. And after all, when recruiting, Employers not only look for suitable candidates, but also for candidates who can be developed to take on leadership roles. Building your leadership credibility can also have an impact on the way that your customers, suppliers, competitors and potential employees view you. If you're in a customer-facing role, your credibility can impact your ability to win more customers or even retain your existing ones. And study after study has shown that the number one reason people leave an employer is because of their leader. Because next generation leaders want to learn from great leaders. Being a mentor becomes a sellable skill. There's another aspect of being a mentor that is often overlooked. It becomes a sellable skill. As just mentioned, having your mentoring experience on your resume can add to your leadership credibility, especially if you've been mentoring for a number of years. In many cases, employers are specifically looking for leaders who have mentoring skills and an interest in sharing their knowledge and experience with the next generation of leaders. If you're applying for a promotion internally within your current workplace, letting the interview panel know that you're a mentor can be a great way to demonstrate that you're ready for the promotion. Ask your mentee for an endorsement or testimonial to provide to the panel. Having someone else say you have a skill in mentoring is far more powerful than you saying it yourself mentoring is also a sellable skill in that you can actually contract out your services to those who want to mentor some leaders go on to make mentoring their full-time rewarding occupation you have to be a proven leader yourself however for mentees to pay you for your mentoring services leaders who mentor leave a legacy often ask the leaders i train what value they bring to either the business they work for or the mentee they are mentoring they don't always have an immediate answer Possibly because no-one has ever asked them this question, or they've never thought about it before. To me, it's obvious. The value I try to bring to my role as a leader and mentor is to leave a legacy, to have a lasting impact on people which goes beyond their working life. As a mentor, it's important to consider the legacy you'll leave. A poor mentor leaves their mentee with the perception that they don't care, and aren't interested, and ultimately they're not respected. If you're not prepared or don't have time to give your best efforts and intentions to the mentoring relationship, it's better not to take part. Leaving a legacy requires dedication. It requires commitment to seeing something through. Even just thinking about the legacy that you want to leave will change the way you view things. It forces you to consider why you want to be a mentor and to reflect on your own internal drivers, which we'll talk about more in the next section. Mentoring is a commitment to yourself and to your mentee to be the best mentor you can be. It requires time and financial resources. The idea of a legacy also leads back to the question of what your purpose is. Being clear about your purpose allows you to lead and mentor from a place of conviction and passion. If you have clarity around your purpose as a leader and mentor, everything else will seem to fall into place. It will be evident in your language and in your resilience when faced with challenges. The best way to overcome challenges is to stay true to your purpose. When you understand your true purpose, it acts as a compass during times of challenge. It is easy to stay true to your purpose when things are going well. I always ask people who attend my programs to consider what is their true purpose. Why are they in a leadership position? Why do they want to be a leader? What do they want to achieve? Mentoring gives you opportunities for self-reflection. The final reason why I found mentoring rewarding on both a professional and personal level is that it gives me time for self-reflection and to challenge my own thinking. As you work with your mentee on their career path, you find yourself contemplating your own leadership journey. When your mentee shares experiences from their industry, you can't help but to relate them to your own experiences and industry. A greater level of internal learning comes through self-reflection. This helps us identify and learn from not only our mistakes, but our successes as well. Self-reflection enables you to challenge your own thinking, envisage different options, and expand your vision and breadth of knowledge. A vital process as you continue to grow as a leader. Stagnant leaders don't inspire anyone, least of all the person they're mentoring. By continuing to challenge your current way of thinking, you'll expand your ability to influence your mentee. Your experience as a baby, child, teenager, and young adult, everything that's gone on in your life has shaped you into the person you are now. And as leaders, we've also been shaped by our leadership experiences, whether they be good, bad, or indifferent. The mentoring process allows you to reflect on your beliefs and recognize the impact you have on those around you. If you don't believe in your heart that your role is to be a mentor or to coach others, it's highly unlikely that you'll be an inspiring mentor. However, if you believe that mentoring is one of your strengths, you'll only get better at it. This comes from the philosophy of a strengths-based leadership, the idea that a leader who is aware of their strengths and utilizes those strengths while mitigating their weaknesses will be a much more effective leader. When people are good at something, they tend to want to get better. Focus on improving those areas of leadership where you are already strong and you'll get even better. This will clearly impact your ability to mentor from a place of confidence and authority. Finally, self-reflection may assist you in finding clarity about where you want to take your own career. Having a clear pathway can increase your business performance because you become more focused on your goals. This encourages a higher level of engagement, which leads to improved performance and profitability. Clarity generally leads to a higher level of success in all things, so the self-reflection that comes from mentoring is invaluable. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Synergen Leadership Podcast. I trust you found it interesting. A couple of things. If you could go online and leave a review of the podcast, that would be great. Really help us in uh, spreading awareness of the podcast. Happy for you to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find. And if you want to shoot me through an email, julian at synergangroup.com.au. See you next time.